Welcome to Voicepedia, where I, your host, Linnea Sage, read Wikipedia articles with no commentary, so you can learn more about the history of people, places, things, and more. Today, we're learning about the history of Paris, its etymology, history throughout the ages, geography, economy, and culture, including museums, literature, restaurants, fashion, and holidays and festivals. Paris is the capital and most populous city of France, with an official estimated population of 2,102,650 residents as of January 2023. In an area of more than 41 square miles, Paris is the fourth most populated city in the European Union and the 30th most densely populated city in the world in 2022. Since the 17th century, Paris has been one of the world's major centers of finance, diplomacy, commerce, culture, fashion, and gastronomy. For its leading role in the arts and sciences, as well as its early and extensive system of street lighting in the 19th century, it became known as the City of Light. Paris is a major railway, highway, and air transport hub served by two international airports, Charles de Gaulle Airport, the third busiest in Europe, and Orly Airport. Opened in 1900, the city's subway system, the Paris Metro, serves 5.23 million passengers daily. It's the second busiest metro system in Europe after the Moscow Metro. Gare du Nord is the 24th busiest railway station in the world and the busiest outside Japan, with 262 million passengers in 2015. Paris is especially known for its museums and architectural landmarks. The Louvre received 7.8 million visitors in 2022, keeping its position as the most visited art museum in the world. The Musée d'Orsay, Musée Marmottin Monet, and Musée de l'Orangerie are noted for their collections of French Impressionist art. The Pompidou Centre, Musée National de Art Moderne, Musée Rodin, and Musée Picasso are noted for their collections of modern and contemporary art. The historical district along the Seine in the city center has been classified as a UNESCO World Heritage Site since 1991. Etymology The ancient opidum that corresponds to the modern city of Paris was first mentioned in the mid-first century BC by Julius Caesar as Lutetium Parisiorum, Lutetia of the Parisi, and is later attested as Parisian in the 5th century AD, then as Paris in 1265. During the Roman period, it was commonly known as Lutetia or Lutetia in Latin, and as Leucotechia in Greek, which is interpreted as either stemming from the Celtic root leucote, mouse, or from luto, marsh, swamp. The name Paris is derived from its early inhabitants, the Parisi, a Gaelic tribe from the Iron Age and the Roman period. The meaning of the Gaulish ethnonym remains debated. According to Xavier Del Mar, it may derive from the Celtic root pario, Cauldron. Alfred Holder interpreted the name as the Makers or the Commanders by comparing it to the Welsh Perif, Lord Commander, both possibly descending from a Proto Celtic form reconstructed as Quarisio. Alternatively, Pierre Yves Lambert proposed to translate Parisi as the Spear People by connecting the first element to the Old Irish car, spear, derived from an earlier quarsa. In any case, the city's name is not related to the Paris of Greek mythology. Inhabitants are known in English as Parisians and in French as Parisiens. They're also pejoratively called Paragots. History Origins 
The Parisi, a subtribe of the Celtic Sunones, inhabited the Paris area from around the middle of the 3rd century BC. One of the area's major north-south trade routes crossed the Seine in the Ile de la Cité, which gradually became an important trading center. The Parisi traded with many river towns, some as far away as the Iberian Peninsula, and minted their own coins. The Romans conquered the Paris Basin in 52 BC and began their settlement on Paris's left bank. The Roman town was originally called Lutetia, more fully Lutetia Parisiorum, Lutetia of the Parisi, modern French, Lucette. It became a prosperous city with a forum, baths, temples, theaters, and an amphitheater. By the end of the Western Roman Empire, the town known as the Parisius, a Latin name that would later become Paris in French, Christianity was introduced in the middle of the 3rd century AD by Saint-Denis, the first bishop of Paris. According to legend, when he refused to renounce his faith before the Roman occupiers, he was beheaded on the hill which became known as Mons Martyrum, Latin for Hill of the Martyrs, later Montmartre, from where he walked headless to the north of the city, the place where he fell and was buried, became an important religious shrine, the Basilica of Saint-Denis, and many French kings are buried there. Clovis the Frank, the first king of the Merovingian dynasty, made the city his capital from 508. As the Frankish denomination of Gaul began, there was a gradual immigration by the Franks to Paris, and the Parisian-Francian dialects were born. Fortification of the Ile de la Cité failed to avert sacking by Vikings in 845, but Paris's strategic importance, with its bridges preventing ships from passing, was established by successful defense in the Siege of Paris, 885 to 886, for which the then Count of Paris, Comte de Paris, Odo of France, was elected King of West Francia. From the Capitan dynasty that began with the 987 election of Hugh Capet, Count of Paris and Duke of the Franks, Duc de France, as King of a unified West Francia, Paris gradually became the largest and most prosperous city in France. High and Late Middle Ages to Louis XIV by the end of the 12th century, Paris had become the political, economic, religious, and cultural capital of France. The Palais de la Cité, the royal residence, was located at the western end of the Ile de la Cité. In 1163, during the reign of Louis VII, Maurice de Sully, Bishop of Paris, undertook the construction of the Notre-Dame Cathedral at its eastern extremity. After the marshland between the River Seine and its slower dead arm to the north was filled in from around the 10th century, Paris's cultural center began to move to the right bank. In 1137, a new city marketplace, today's Les Halles, replaced the two smaller ones on the Ile de la Cité and Place de Greve, Place de l'Hôtel de Ville. The latter location housed the headquarters of Paris's River Trade Corporation, an organization that later became, unofficially, although formally in later years, Paris's first municipal government. In the late 12th century, Philip Augustus extended the Louvre Fortress to defend the city against river invasions from the west, gave the city its first walls between 1190 and 1215, rebuilt its bridges to either side of its central island, and paved its main thoroughfares. In 1190, he transformed Paris's former cathedral school into a student-teacher corporation that would become the University of Paris and would draw students from all of Europe. With 200,000 inhabitants in 1328, Paris, then already capital of France, was the most populous city of Europe. By comparison, London in 1300 had 80,000 inhabitants. 
By the early 14th century, so much filth had collected inside urban Europe that French and Italian cities were naming streets after human waste. In medieval Paris, several street names were inspired by merde, the French word for shit. During the Hundred Years' War, Paris was occupied by England-friendly Burgundian forces from 1418, before being occupied outright by the English when Henry V of England entered the French capital in 1420, in spite of a 1429 effort by Joan of Arc to liberate the city. It would remain under English occupation until 1436. In the late 16th century French wars of religion, Paris was a stronghold of the Catholic League. The organizers of the 24th of August 1572 St. Bartholomew's Day Massacre, in which thousands of French Protestants were killed. The conflicts ended when pretender to the throne Henry IV, after converting to Catholicism to gain entry to the capital, entered the city in 1594 to claim the crown of France. This king made several improvements to the capital during his reign. He completed the construction of Paris's first uncovered sidewalk-lined bridge, the Pont Neuf, built a Louvre extension connecting it to the Tuileries Palace, and created the first Paris residential square, the Place Royale, now Place de Vosges. In spite of Henry IV's efforts to improve city circulation, the narrowness of Paris's streets was a contributing factor in his assassination near Les Halles Marketplace in 1610. During the 17th century, Cardinal Richelieu, chief minister of Louis XIII, was determined to make Paris the most beautiful city in Europe. He built five new bridges, a new chapel for the College of Sorbonne, and a palace for himself, the Palais Cardinal. After Richelieu's death in 1642, it was renamed the Palais Royal. Due to the Parisian uprisings during the Fronde Civil War, Louis XIV moved his court to a new palace, Versailles, in 1682. Although no longer the capital of France, arts and sciences in the city flourished with the Comédie Française, the Academy of Painting, and the French Academy of Sciences. To demonstrate that the city was safe from attack, the king had the city walls demolished and replaced with tree-lined boulevards that would become the Grand Boulevards. Other marks of his reign were the Collège des Quatre Nations, the Palais Vendôme, the Place de Victoires, and Les Invalides. 18th and 19th centuries Paris grew in population from about 400,000 in 1640 to 650,000 in 1780. A new boulevard named the Champs-Élysées extended the city west to Etoile, while the working-class neighborhood of the Faubourg Saint-Antoine on the eastern side of the city grew increasingly crowded with poor migrant workers from other regions of France. Paris was the center of an explosion of philosophic and scientific activity known as the Age of Enlightenment, Diderot and de Alembert published their Encyclopédie in 1751, and the Montgolfier brothers launched their first manned flight in a hot air balloon on the 21st of November 1783. Paris was the financial capital of continental Europe and the primary European center of book publishing, fashion, and the manufacture of fine furniture and luxury goods. In the summer of 1789, Paris became the center stage of the French Revolution, on the 14th of July, a mob seized the arsenal at the Invalides, acquiring thousands of guns, and stormed the Bastille, which was a principal symbol of royal authority. The first independent Paris commune, or city council, met in the Hotel de Ville and elected a mayor, the astronomer Jean-Sylvain Bailey, on the 15th of July. Louis XVI and the royal family were brought to Paris and incarcerated in the Tuileries Palace. 
1793, as the revolution turned increasingly radical, the king, queen, and mayor were beheaded by guillotine in the Reign of Terror, along with more than 16,000 others throughout France. The property of the aristocracy and the church was nationalized, and the city's churches were closed, sold, or demolished. A succession of revolutionary factions ruled Paris until the 9th of November 1799, when Napoleon Bonaparte seized power as first consul. The population of Paris had dropped by 100,000 during the revolution, but after 1799 it surged with 160,000 new residents, reaching 660,000 by 1815. Napoleon replaced the elected government of Paris with a prefect that reported directly to him. He began erecting monuments to military glory, including the Arc de Triomphe, and improved the neglected infrastructure of the city with new fountains, the Canal de l'Urc, Berlachet's Cemetery, and the city's first metal bridge, the Pont d'Arts. During the Restoration, the bridges and squares of Paris were returned to their pre-revolution names. The July Revolution in 1830, commemorated by the July Column on the Place de la Bastille, brought to power a constitutional monarch, Louis-Philippe I. The first railway line to Paris opened in 1837, beginning a new period of massive migration from the provinces to the city. In 1848, Louis-Philippe was overthrown by a popular uprising in the streets of Paris. His successor, Napoleon III, alongside the newly appointed prefect of the Seine, Georges-Eugène Haussmann, launched a huge public works project to build wide new boulevards, a new opera house, a central market, new aqueducts, sewers, and parks, including the Bois de Boulogne and Bois de Vincennes. In 1860, Napoleon III annexed the surrounding towns and created eight new arrondissements, expanding Paris to its current limits. During the Franco-Prussian War, 1870 to 1871, Paris was besieged by the Prussian army. Following several months of blockade, hunger, and then bombardment by the Prussians, the city was forced to surrender on the 28th of January, 1871. After seizing power in Paris, on the 28th of March, a revolutionary government known as the Paris Commune held power for two months before being harshly suppressed by the French army during the bloody week at the end of May 1871. In the late 19th century, Paris hosted two major international expositions. The 1889 Universal Exposition, which featured the new Eiffel Tower, was held to mark the centennial of the French Revolution. And the 1900 Universal Exposition, gave Paris the Pont Alexander III, the Grand Palais, the Petit Palais, and the first Paris metro line. Paris became the laboratory of naturalism and symbolism and of impressionism in art. 20th and 21st centuries By 1901, the population of Paris had grown to about 2,715,000. At the beginning of the century, Artists from around the world, including Pablo Picasso, Modigliani, and Henri Matisse, made Paris their home. It was the birthplace of Falvism, Cubism, and abstract art. And authors such as Marcel Proust were exploring new approaches to literature. During the First World War, Paris sometimes found itself on the front line. 600 to 1,000 Paris taxis played a small but highly important symbolic role in transporting 6,000 soldiers to the front line at the First Battle of the Marne. The city was also bombed by zeppelins and shelled by German long-range guns. In the years after the war, known as Les Années Folles, Paris continued to be a mecca for writers, musicians, and artists from around the world, including Ernest Hemingway, Igor Stravinsky, James Joyce, Josephine Baker, Eva Kotchever, Henry Miller, Anne Nin, Sidney Bachet, and Salvador Dali. 
In the years after the Peace Conference, the city was also home to a growing number of students and activists from French colonies and other Asian and African countries, who later became leaders of their countries, such as Ho Chi Minh, Zhu Enlai, and Leopold Sader Zangor. In June 1940, the German army marched into Paris, which had been declared an open city. In July 1942, following German orders, the French police and gendarmes arrested 12,884 Jews, including 4,115 children, and confined them during five days at the Val d'Ive, from which they were transported by train to the extermination camp at Auschwitz. None of the children came back. In August 1944, the city was liberated by the French 2nd Armored Division and the 4th Infantry Division of the United States Army. General Charles de Gaulle led a huge and emotional crowd down the Champs-Élysées towards Notre-Dame de Paris and made a rousing speech from the Hôtel de Ville. In the 1950s and the 1960s, Paris became one front of the Algerian War for Independence. In August 1961, the pro-independence FLN targeted and killed 11 Paris policemen, leading to the imposition of a curfew on Muslims of Algeria, who at the time were French citizens. In October 1961, an unauthorized but peaceful protest demonstration of Algerians against the curfew led to violent confrontations between the police and demonstrators, in which at least 40 people were killed. The anti-independence organization Armée Secrète, OAS, carried out a series of bombings in Paris throughout 1961 and 62. In May 1968, protesting students occupied the Sorbonne and put up barricades in the Latin Quarter. Thousands of Parisian blue-collar workers joined the students, and the movement grew into a two-week general strike. Supporters of the government won the June elections by a large majority. The May 1968 events in France resulted in the breakup of the University of Paris into 13 independent campuses. In 1975, the National Assembly changed the Statue of Paris to that of other French cities. And in March 1977, Jacques Chirac became the first elected mayor of Paris since 1793. The Tour Main Montparnasse, the tallest building in the city at 57 stories and 689 feet high, was built between 1969 and 73. It was highly controversial, and it remains the only building in the center of the city over 32 stories high. The population of Paris dropped from 2.85 million in 1954 to 2.152 million in 1990 as middle-class families moved to the suburbs. A suburban railway network, the RER, was built to complement the metro. The Périphérique Expressway encircling the city was completed in 1973. In January 2015, al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula claimed attacks across the Paris region. 1.5 million people marched in Paris in a show of solidarity against terrorism and in support of freedom of speech. In November of the same year, terrorist attacks, claimed by ISIL, killed 130 people and injured more than 350. In April 2016, the Paris Agreement was signed by 196 nations of the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change in an aim to limit the effects of climate change below 2 degrees Celsius. Got the travel bug? Get out of town and get $30 off a hotel when you book through Expedia. Just visit tinyurl.com slash travel. Now, back to the article. Cityscape. Urbanism and architecture. Paris is one of the few world capitals that has rarely seen destruction by catastrophe or war. For this, even its earliest history is still visible in its street map, 
and centuries of rulers adding their respective architectural marks on the capital has resulted in an accumulated wealth of history-rich monuments and buildings whose beauty played a large part in giving the city the reputation it has today. In its origin, before the Middle Ages, the city was composed of several islands and sandbanks in a bend of the Seine. Of those, two remain today, Ile Saint-Louis and Ile de la Cité. A third one is the 1827 artificially created Ile aux Signes. Modern Paris owns much of its downtown plan and architectural harmony to Napoleon III and his prefect of the Seine, Baron Haussmann. Between 1853 and 1870, they rebuilt the city center, created the wide downtown boulevards and squares where the boulevards intersected, imposed standard facades along the boulevards, and required that the facades be built of the distinctive cream-gray Paris stone. They also built the major parks around the city center. The high residential population of its city center also makes it much different from most other western major cities. Religion At the beginning of the 20th century, Paris was the largest Catholic city in the world. French census data does not contain information about religious affiliation. According to a 2011 survey by the Institut Français d'Opinion Publique, a French public opinion research organization, 61% of residents in the Paris region identified themselves as Roman Catholic. In the same survey, 7% of residents identified themselves as Muslim, 4% as Protestant, 2% as Jewish, and 25% as without religion. According to the INSEE, between 4 and 5 million French residents were born or had at least one parent born in a predominantly Muslim country, particularly Algeria, Morocco, and Tunisia. An IFOP survey in 2008 reported that, of immigrants from these predominantly Muslim countries, 25% went to the mosque regularly, 41% practiced the religion, and 34% were believers but did not practice the religion. In 2012 and 2013, it is estimated that there were almost 500,000 Muslims in the city of Paris, 1.5 million Muslims in the Ile-de-France region, and 4 to 5 million Muslims in France. The Jewish population of the Paris region was estimated in 2014 to be 282,000, the largest concentration of Jews in the world outside of Israel and the United States. Culture, painting, and sculpture. For centuries, Paris has attracted artists from around the world. As a result, Paris has acquired a reputation as the city of art. Italian artists were a profound influence on the development of art in Paris in the 16th and 17th centuries, particularly in sculpture and reliefs. Painting and sculpture became the pride of the French monarchy, and the French royal family commissioned many Parisian artists to adorn their palaces during the French Baroque and Classicism era. Sculptors such as Girardon, Coistevaux, and Coustou acquired reputations as the finest artists in the royal court in the 17th century France. Pierre Mignard became the first painter to King Louis XIV during this period. In 1648, the Royal Academy of Painting and Sculpture was established to accommodate for the dramatic interest in art in the capital. This served as France's top art school until 1793. Paris was in its artistic prime in the 19th century and early 20th century, when it had a colony of artists established in the city, and in art schools associated with some of the finest painters of the times. Henri de Toulouse-Lautrec, Édouard Manet, Claude Monet, Bert Marisot, Paul Gauguin, Pierre-Auguste Renoir, and others. Paris was central to the development of Romanticism in art, with painters such as Gary So, Impressionism, Art Nouveau, Symbolism, Fauvism, Cubism, and Art Deco movements all evolved in Paris. 
In the late 19th century, many artists from the French provinces and worldwide flocked to Paris to exhibit their works in the numerous salons and expositions and make a name for themselves. Artists such as Pablo Picasso, Henri Matisse, Vincent van Gogh, Paul Cezanne, Jean Metzinger, Albert Glisé, Henri Rousseau, Marc Chagall, Amedeo Modigliani, and many others became associated with Paris. The most prestigious sculptors who made their reputation in Paris in the modern era are Frederica Gauss Bartholdi, the Statue of Liberty, Auguste Rodin, Camille Claudel, Antoine Bordel, Paul Landowski, Statue of Christ the Redeemer in Rio de Janeiro, and Aristide Malot. The golden age of the School of Paris ended between the two world wars. Are you feeling lucky? We'll get back to the article in just a second. But first, can I tempt you with a free lottery ticket? Download the Jackpocket app and get a free ticket. Just head to the link tinyurl.com slash lottery. Let me know if you do, and I'll record an episode based on your suggestion. Now, back to the article. Museums The Louvre received 2.8 million visitors in 2021, holding its position as first among the most visited museums. Its treasures include the Mona Lisa, the Venus de Milo statue, and Liberty Leading the People. The second most visited museum in the city in 2021, with 1.5 million visitors, was the Centre Georges Pompidou, also known as Beaubourg, which houses the National Modern Art Museum. The third most visited Paris museum in 2021 was the National Museum of Natural History, with 1.4 million visitors. It's famous for its dinosaur artifacts, mineral collections, and its gallery of evolution which was followed by Marseille, featuring 19th-century art and the French Impressionists, which had one million visitors. Paris hosts one of the largest science museums in Europe. The other most visited Paris museums in 2021 were the Foundation Louis Vuitton, the Musée des Quai Branly, Jacques Chirac, featuring the indigenous art and cultures of Africa, Asia, Oceania, and the Americas, the Musée Carnavalet, History of Paris, and Le Petit Palais, the art museum of the city of Paris. The Musée de la Rangerie, near both the Louvre and the Orsay, also exhibits Impressionists and Post-Impressionists, including most of Claude Monet's large water lilies murals. The Musée National de Montréal Agé, or Cluny Museum, presents medieval art. The Guimet Museum has one of the largest collections of Asian art in Europe. There are also notable museums devoted to individual artists, including the Musée Picasso, the Musée Rodin, and the Musée National Eugène Delacroix. The military history of France is presented by displays at the Musée de l'Armée at Les Invalides. Theater The largest opera houses of Paris are the 19th-century Opera Garnier and modern Opera Bastille. The former tends towards more classical ballets and operas, and the latter provides a mixed repertoire of classic and modern. In the middle of the 19th century, there were three other active and competing opera houses. The Music Hall and Cabaret are famous Paris institutions. The Moulin Rouge was opened in 1889 and became the birthplace of the dance known as the French Can-Can. It helped make famous the singers Miss Dinguette and Edith Piaf, and the painter Toulouse-Lautrec, who made posters for the venue. In 1911, the dance hall Olympia Paris invented the Grand Staircase as a setting for its shows, competing with its great rival, the Follies Bergère. Its stars in the 1920s included the American singer and dancer Josephine Baker, Later, Olympia Paris presented Dalida, Edith Piaf, Marlene Dietrich, Miles Davis, Judy Garland, and The Grateful Dead. The Casino de Paris presented many famous French singers, including Miss Dinguette, Maurice Chevalier, and Tino Rossi. 
Literature. The first book printed in France, Espitole, Letters, was published in Paris in 1470 by the press established by Johann Heinlein. Since then, Paris has been the center of the French publishing industry, the home of some of the world's best-known writers and poets, and the setting for many classic works of French literature. Paris did not become the acknowledged capital of French literature until the 17th century, with authors such as Beaulieu, Corneille, La Fontaine, Molière, Racine, Charles Perrault, several coming from the provinces, as well as the foundation of the Académie Française. In the 18th century, the literary life of Paris revolved around the cafés and salons. It was dominated by Voltaire, Jean-Jacques Rousseau, Pierre de Marvaux, and Pierre Beaumarchais. During the 19th century, Paris was the home and subject of some of France's greatest writers. Victor Hugo's The Hunchback of Notre Dame inspired the renovation of its setting, the Notre Dame de Paris. Another of Victor Hugo's works, Les Miserables, described the social change and political turmoil in Paris in the early 1830s. One of the most popular of all French writers, Jules Verne, worked at the Théâtre Lyrique and the Paris Stock Exchange while he did research for his stories at the National Library. Restaurants and Cuisine Since the late 18th century, Paris has been famous for its restaurants and haute cuisine, food meticulously prepared and artfully presented. A luxury restaurant, La Taverne Anglaise, opened in 1786 in the arcades of the Palais Royal by Antoine Beauvelier. It became a model for future Paris restaurants. The restaurant Le Grand Vefour in the Palais Royal dates from the same period. The famous Paris restaurants of the 19th century, including the Café de Paris, the Rocher de Cancale, and Café Anglaise, Maison Dorée, and the Café Riche, were mostly located near the theaters on the Boulevard des Italiens. Several of the best-known restaurants in Paris today appear during the Belle Époque, including Maxime's on Rue Royale, Les Doyennes in the Gardens of the Champs-Élysées, and the Tour d'Argent on the Quai de la Tonnelle. Today, due to Paris's cosmopolitan population, every French regional cuisine and almost every national cuisine in the world can be found there. The city has more than 9,000 restaurants. The Michelin Guide has been a standard guide to French restaurants since 1900, awarding its highest award, three stars, to the best restaurants in France. In 2018, of the 27 Michelin three-star restaurants in France, 10 are located in Paris. These include both restaurants which serve classical French cuisine, such as L'Ambrogie in the Place de Vosges, and those which serve non-traditional menus, such as La Strance, which combines French and Asian cuisines. Several of France's most famous chefs, including Pierre Gagner, Alain Ducasse, Yannick Aleno, and Alain Passard, have three-star restaurants in Paris. Paris has several other kinds of traditional eating places. The café arrived in Paris in the 17th century, and by the 18th century, Parisian cafés were centers of the city's political and cultural life. The Café Procope on the left bank dates from this period. In the 20th century, the cafés of the left bank, especially Café de la Rotonde and Le Dôme Café in Montparnasse, and Café de Fleurs and Le Douze Magot on Boulevard Saint-Germain are still in business, were important meeting places for painters, writers, and philosophers, a bistro is a type of eating place loosely defined as a neighborhood restaurant with a modest decor and prices and a regular clientele and a congenial atmosphere. Real bistros are increasingly rare in Paris due to rising costs, competition, and different eating habits of Parisian diners. A brasserie originally was a tavern located next to a brewery, which served beer and food at any hour. 
Beginning with the Paris Exposition of 1867, it became a popular kind of restaurant, which featured beer and other beverages served by young women in the national costume associated with the beverage. Now brasseries like cafes serve food and drinks throughout the day. Fashion Since the 19th century, Paris has been an international fashion capital, particularly in the domain of haute couture, clothing handmade to order for private clients. It is home to some of the largest fashion houses in the world, including Dior and Chanel, as well as many other well-known and more contemporary fashion designers, such as Karl Lagerfeld, Jean-Paul Gaultier, Yves Saint Laurent, Givenchy, and Christian Leroux. Paris Fashion Week, held in January and July in the Carousel de Louvre, among other renowned city locations, is one of the top four events in the international fashion calendar. Moreover, Paris is also the home of the world's largest cosmetics company, L'Oreal, as well as three of the top five global makers of luxury fashion accessories, Louis Vuitton, Hermès, and Cartier. Most of the major fashion designers have their showrooms along the Avenue Montaigne between the Champs-Élysées and the Seine. Holidays and Festivals Bastille Day, a celebration of the storming of the Bastille in 1789, the biggest festival in the city, is a military parade taking place every year on the 14th of July on the Champs-Élysées, from the Arc de Triomphe to the Place de la Concorde. It includes a fly-past over the Champs-Élysées, a parade of military units and equipment, and a display of fireworks in the evening, the most spectacular being the one at the Eiffel Tower. Some other yearly festivals are the Paris Plage, a festive summertime event when the right bank of the Seine is converted into a temporary beach. The Carnival de Paris, one of the oldest festivals in Paris, dates back to the Middle Ages. Parks and Gardens Paris today has more than 421 municipal parks and gardens, covering more than 3,000 hectares and containing more than 250,000 trees. Two of Paris's oldest and most famous gardens are the Tuileries Garden, created in 1564 for the Tuileries Palace, and redone by André Lenard between 1664 and 1672, and the Luxembourg Garden for the Luxembourg Palace, built for Marie de Medici in 1612, which today houses the Senate. The Jardin de Plante was the first botanical garden in Paris, created in 1626. Between 1853 and 1870, Emperor Napoleon III and the city's first director of parks and gardens, Jean-Charles Adolphe Delfand, created the Bois de Boulogne, Bois de Vincennes, Parc Montserie, and Parc des Buttes Chaumont, located at the four points of the compass around the city, as well as many smaller parks, squares, and gardens. Cemeteries during the Roman era, the city's main cemetery was located on the outskirts of the Left Bank settlement, but this changed with the rise of Catholic Christianity, where most every inner-city church had adjoining burial grounds for use by their parishes. With Paris's growth, many of these, particularly the city's largest cemetery, the Holy Innocent Cemetery, were filled to overflowing. When inner-city burials were condemned from 1786, the contents of all Paris's parish cemeteries were transferred to a renovated section of Paris's stone mines, today Place d'Enfer Rochereau, in the 14th arrondissement. After a tentative creation of several smaller suburban cemeteries, the prefect Nicolas Frochot under Napoleon Bonaparte provided a more definitive solution in the creation of three massive Parisian cemeteries outside the city limits. Open from 1804, these were the cemeteries of Père Lachaise, Montmartre, Montparnasse, and later Passy. New suburban cemeteries were created in the early 20th century. The largest of these are the Cimetière Parisien de Saint-Ouen, 
the Cimetière Parisien de Pantin, the Cimetière Parisien de Ivre, and the Cimetière Parisien de Bagneau. Famous people buried in Parisian cemeteries include Oscar Wilde, Frédéric Chopin, Jim Morrison, Edith Piaf, and Serge Gainsbourg. Thank you for listening to this episode of Voicepedia, where I read directly from Wikipedia pages, thanks to the Creative Commons license that permits me to do so. I truly appreciate anyone who listens and subscribes. I'm early in my journey of podcasting, but I'm hoping to produce one episode per weekday, with each day of the week dedicated to a different category. Please review this podcast if you enjoy it, and feel free to reach out to me with any suggestions for future episodes.